Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. Summary continued. This presence of God is the soul's life and nourishment, which can be acquired by the Lord's grace. Here are the means. A great purity of life. Keeping constant guard not to do, say, or think anything that might displease God. And when something like that happens, to humbly ask him pardon and do penance for it. A great fidelity to the practice of this presence and to the fostering of this awareness of God within which must always be carried out gently, humbly, and lovingly, without giving in to any disturbance. We must take special care that this inner awareness precedes our activities somewhat, that it accompanies them from time to time, and that we complete all of them in the same way. We must not get discouraged when we forget this holy practice. For all that is needed is to calmly take it up again. Once the habit is formed, we will find contentment in everything. In order to arrive at this state, mortification of the senses is presupposed, since it is impossible for a soul that still finds some satisfaction in creatures to completely enjoy this divine presence. For to be with God, we must abandon creatures. God desires to possess our heart completely. If we do not empty it of everything other than himself, he cannot act nor do there what he pleases. He often complains of our blindness and cries out ceaselessly that we deserve sympathy for settling for so little. I have, he says, infinite treasures to give you, yet you are satisfied with a bit of perceptible devotion that passes in an instant. In this way, we bind God's hands and halt the abundant flow of his graces. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, apostle of Rome, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. To halt the abundant flow of his graces. Brother Lawrence thinks of God's graces after the example of a great water that's trying to flow over us. And yet we can halt it, we can stop it by our own free choice. 
that God somehow respects our freedom, that God does not want his graces to be forced upon us. He wants us in our freedom to love him. And so if we choose not to respond to him, if we choose not to turn to him, we bind God's hands, he says. When, we, when Christ himself was arrested, they bound his hands, thinking, okay, if we bind his hands, he can't hurt us, he can't do anything. When someone gets arrested, they handcuff people so that their hands can't be used to do anything dangerous, hurt themselves or hurt someone else. The hands are very, very useful. The hands are the means by which we do things. And God acts. God holds things. God changes things. And so there's this metaphor in the scripture of God's hands, the instruments of his activity by which he helps us and holds us and feeds us. All the ways God protects us and loves us and nourishes us are like his hands. And all of that divine activity, the nourishing of us, the protecting of us, we can somehow bind if we do not allow God to work. And so you can think of God's hands or you can think of this abundant flow of grace. Two different metaphors. One is binding of his hands. The other is stopping the flow, putting some kind of dam, damming up the flow of God's graces, God's love, God's friendship keeping it from flowing over you. Sometimes when people go to Mass, especially if they go to a Mass in a language they don't know very well, they have to simply allow the, the liturgy to, to wash over them, allow God's love to wash over them. Or if you pray the rosary sometimes, and you're very distraught, for example, like at a funeral or at a wake, you just sit there and allow God's graces to flow over you. Or sometimes at Compline, as we're singing, just you don't have to follow every word. Allow God's abundant graces to flow over you, to wash over you, like the tide coming in and out, moving in and out, gradually purifying, washing over us. How do we stop this flow? How do we bind God's hands? Well, simply by being content with something other than God. When we settle for something very, very little, when God wants to give us something great, and we say, no, no, that's it. That's all I want. Don't give me any more. I, I, people say you have infinite treasures to give me, but I just want a finite treasure. No, I'm satisfied. No more. That kind of self-will. Do you see how that self-will it seems it's humble. Oh, no, I'm not worthy of that great thing. But really, it's just self-will. It's setting the limit to what we think we can receive, what we want from God. And if we're self-willed, then we're not God-willed. If we're setting the limits ourselves, if we're dictating to God what he can give us, then we're not in conformity with him. And that's why he's bound. Because the only way to receive from God after the initial graces, which are freely given, is by conforming our will to his, allowing him to act as he wants, 
trying to follow his lead. And if we will not allow him to do that, then he, as it were, can't act in us. The Lord who saved us on the cross by stretching out his hands wants us to cooperate. He wants us to give love for love. So what kind of things do we need to do to allow this grace to flow more freely? Well, above all, we have to practice this presence of God. This is our nourishment. And what are the steps to acquire it? Well, he summarizes them here. Purity of life. Trying to stay in a state of grace. And then, being in a state of grace, we want to try to not do anything that would displease him. We want to avoid voluntary venial sins. Keep a guard over our life. And if we fall, we ask pardon. We do a bit of penance. And then we have to be faithful in this practice. So these are, these are things that are required kind of in the background. They're the conditions for the possibility of this practice of the presence of God. Being in a state of grace, trying to please him. And what's the thing that really pleases God? keeping in his presence, being aware of him. And how do we keep that up? Well, faithfulness. He who's faithful in little will be faithful in great. We have to foster this as best as we can. But it should not be violent. It should not be something kind of anxiety causing something it should not be something that makes us anxious we shouldn't be worried if we're worried or anxious about this then we're doing it the wrong way all of this practice of the presence of god is to be something gentle humble loving something freely offered to god don't force it don't try to make yourself into something you're not and this Awareness is something that can happen before we do anything. Then as we're doing an activity, we want to become aware of him while we're doing it, even briefly. And then we want to conclude what we do in his presence, offering it to him. This is what we mean by fidelity. But what, what do we often do? We forget about him. We're not very faithful. So how should we react then? Should we be discouraged? No. No discouragement. Oh, but I, I should be better than this. I, I, I have to be, I, I should, I've read this book. I should really be doing, maybe, maybe. But remember, this is a grace. And if we think it all depends on ourselves and our effort, then he's going to let us fall so that we can be humbled so we can ask him for the help we need. Do we have to make an effort? Absolutely. Do we have to try to be faithful? Absolutely. But this practice of the presence of God is an invitation from the Lord that we are trying to accept. Because he's already in us. When we practice it, it's because he's present. And if we become aware of his presence, that's by faith. And that faith is a gift. 
So all of this begins by his gift, his free offer. And if we are faithful, it's because he gives us the grace to be faithful. So let's gently, humbly, and lovingly ask for the grace to practice the presence of God before we do things, while we do them, after them. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.